Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from, and when Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed, as he taught in the temple, You know me, and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet, many of the people believed in him. They said, When the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? The officers sent to arrest Jesus. The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him, and the chief priests and Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer, and then I am going to go, and I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me, and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go, that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks, and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, You will seek me, and you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? Alright. Fun little text. Um, so, uh, let me apply the context. The context of this is, um, the, um, which is a feast of the Jewish people where they, um, kind of remember the, water real quick, where they remember their ancestors traveling in the desert and they set up in tents in the desert for, um, for a little bit, and then they have a feast. They could give certain things and stuff like that. That's um, I believe that that's laid out in Leviticus 28, if I'm not mistaken. It lays out all the feasts and festivals and stuff like that, and this is one of them. That's not the. So that's kind of where they're at, and this is a temple, um, at the feast of booths, and Jesus was teaching there, and uh, yeah, so teachings happening. Um, and the people kind of crowd around Jesus, and, um, yeah, he's just teaching good stuff. They're marveled by his teaching, um, but let's get right in verse 1, um, verse 25, not verse 1. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, is not this the man who they seek to kill? So these are, Jesus is the dude who the Pharisees obviously want to kill, um, presumably for breaking the Sabbath um, in John 4, I believe it is, where Jesus was healing a man on the Sabbath, and that takes, um, and the Pharisees say that he broke the Sabbath. Let's see if that's in John. Let me look through my handy dandy Bible. Might be in five. Yes, it's in John five. Um, so that's the healing on the Sabbath. That's presumably what they want to arrest him for, and maybe as well as the teaching that he's given, um, saying 
and some pretty offensive teachings of he is the bread of life and you must eat of his flesh and drink his blood. I don't know, that might tick off some some Pharisees um, enough to the point where they would want to arrest him and kill him. But yeah. Um, and here he is speaking openly and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? Yeah, so... Jesus is teaching, no one's stopping him, so the people are questioning the authorities' motives, uh, or the Pharisees' motives of what they are even doing, or if they think internally that he is the Christ, which, um, which we will come to more. Um, but we know where this man comes from, and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. Um, let's see. Uh, um, okay, yeah. So the people know that Jesus was Galilee. Um, that's where they thought he was from, was Galilee. And uh, they were... A, uh, obviously the prophecy is that he'd be born in Bethlehem, not Galilee. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, no one will know where the Christ comes from. That part's, that second part is a bit, I'm not sure is necessarily about of no one will know where he comes from however um jesus responds uh so jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple you know me and you know where i come from but i have not come on my own accord um he who sent me is true and him you do not know so jesus uh this has been a multiple a theme in john where Jesus is bent upon his own accord, he is not doing self-seeking actions. Even if his actions are in line with that of the Father's, it is still the Father who is sending him, and the Father who is telling him to go to earth, essentially. And he, uh, and he also provided a test of the prophet, where um, if he's seeking his own actions, that he is not truly from God, that he's not really a prophet. And, uh, yeah, but he hasn't come on his own accord. He's come from God, who is true, and him you do not know. Um, yeah. People, so Jesus is, uh, um, saying he comes from God, God is true, he's acting on God's accord, not his. Um... I think I might have seen something in my study Bible that answers. Um, they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose mother and father we know? Now, how does he say now, I have come down from heaven? Hmm. I not really answer. All right. Sorry. That was just a little side tangent. I was reading over something in my study Bible. And I thought it had something to do with um, the verse I was looking at. But no. No, no, no. 
And uh, verse 29, I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So Jesus comes from heaven. He is uh, a part of the Trinity. Three persons, one being or essence. So he knows him and he comes from him. They are both eternally God. And God the Father sent God the Son. If it, if it sounds... So with the Trinity, um, language needs to get very particular. And there is a concept that um, I think one of my friends, Josh, who um, was in this Discord server, brought it up of, I think it's known as the eternal begottenness of the Son, uh, which is because of um, Christ... or. God the Father's role as the Father, he's eternally begetting Jesus because Jesus, um, his role as the Son is to be eternally begotten. And uh, so he comes from God and it kind of goes into um, in a dynamic of the Father sending Jesus and Jesus doing the Father's will. And then when Jesus is uh, has done everything, um, and obedient to his last breath on the cross and, and resurrecting three days later, then the Holy Spirit resides in, in those people who Jesus has saved. Um, so it's uh, different roles, or different persons uh, have different functions in a sense of they're not just, they're not just one God, they're three persons, one essence or being or of God. Eternal generation of the sun. Okay, I can never, um, I can never remember that that name it is, but it's like, uh, I just both of them make sense. The eternal generation of the sun. Yeah, am I doing good so far, Andrew? Is there any heresy I'm spitting? I don't think there is. Um, sorry, one of my friends from my other Bible study is in my chat, just kind of lurking. Oh, hey, bruh, I didn't see you joined. I I couldn't hear the Discord noise. That that darn streamer mode. None yet. Okay, you're gonna tell me when I do say heresy. It'll just be a teaching moment. I'm just waiting for people to correct me if I say heresy. <laughs> um. Let's see. So. Okay. Uh, the eternal begottenness of the sun. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of lost. Jesus is being eternally begotten by the Son because why exactly? Well, Jesus is be is being eternally, or the Father is eternally begetting Jesus. So, Jesus is the role of the Son and the role and God. The Father is the role of the Father. Um, I don't know how to necessarily answer the whys of it. Okay. It's it's just their roles of that how it, that's how it is set. Right. Uh, that's how the Trinity's just always functioned. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. D does anyone have any questions about like that concept in general? Because that is a tough concept to kind of get around. No one? All right. Let's move forward then. Let's keep on going. Um, yeah, so... God the Father has sent me. Um, so they are seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour has n had not yet come. This is one of my favorite verses, honestly, in like 
in this kind of chapter because it addresses something like it doesn't fully um really give us an explanation of why the only reason that they had not arrested Jesus is because his hour has not yet come what a weird thing to to follow in our human minds that i don't know nobody else waits for your hour to come but christ is so supreme and oh what are you saying uh proof text for eternal generation the son is john 5 26 for as the father has life in himself so he has granted the son also to have life in himself okay well that's a proof text if y'all are interested in that um yeah but the only reason is that we're given is because his hour had not yet come that's that's weird. It's weird, but it's also cool because it shows how evil cannot act like outside, like it cannot go against God. Jesus is literally fully God without God allowing evil to work and say lifting his hand, evil is powerless. They couldn't even move a foot. No one no one went forward him towards him. He didn't run away. He didn't have to yeet out of there and like jump out a window or something. No, no one touched him because his hour had not yet come. And this is the, and that's why I love it so much because it shows the supremacy of Christ overall. Oh, Gubbard left and so did Bruh. Sad life. So what is the hour that hasn't come yet? So okay, Andrew. <laughs> the hour that has not come yet is Jesus' death on the cross. Um that's so oh, we see that in earlier uh i think that's in john six uh let's see andrew making me go to the proof text do you not know where we're at, at in john andrew or do you just have all this you know eschatological stuff on your mind so you're just you're just all wonky right now about what hours mean hello ash how are you well, don't worry, man. Don't let your eschatology cloud this. Um, eschatology is a study of the end times, by the way. Uh, he's been looking a lot at that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I love that verse so much. Um, yet many of the people believed in him. They said... When the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? So, they're essentially going back to all the miracles that Jesus has performed, because he's performed a lot. There's, uh, let me just flip through the old Thickums Bible and go through, just read a lot of what's happened, or at least just the titles. I won't, I won't read everything. Um, let's see, there is, uh, Samaria, there is uh, Jesus healing an official son, there is, come on, Jesus feeding the 5,000, there's also the wedding of Cana, there is, um, also Jesus performing things like having foresight where he, um, 
in, in places I didn't, shouldn't, as like when going up to Nicodemus and knowing where he was, what he was doing before even seeing him or being able to see him. Um, I think the main one that they are citing in this instance is the feeding the 5,000 men because that's kind of his, you know, biggest one. You know, 5,000 men is a lot, and it's even more than that because it's just 5,000 men. It doesn't include women and children as well, which, you know, I'm guessing there had to be some women and children there somewhere. Um, but yeah, will... Will a man come and perform more signs than this, or will a man come and fulfill more prophecy than this? I just was fulfilling prophecy in, like, Malachi 3, um, and just fulfilling the prophecies of the Old Testament. Obviously, we're going to see more of that when we go further into John, but no man is going to fulfill more or do more miracles. That doesn't happen, because Jesus is... The one that Jesus is the Christ. He is Jesus Christ. He he was lived a perfect life, fulfilled all the prophecy, and did all of these things. And the people are seeing that. Um Alright. Any questions before we move on to the next chunk? Which will be our last little chunk. Are, are you all good, Winston? I'm all good. Ace, are you all good? I'm not sure if Ace will type. Ace might be ignoring me. Or might just be on the bus. Because that's where he said he was. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you're good, Ace. Um Officers sent to arrest Jesus. Uh verse thirty-two. The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him and the chief priests and Pharisees sent the officers to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer than I am going to go. I'm going to him who sent me. So, uh, we, I think, I think I just have to read this all together. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily helpful to break it up verse by verse because it's all a very small chunk, and I think a lot can be pulled out of it. So, um, you will seek me, and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go, that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to uh, the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, You will seek me, and you will not find me? And where am I? And where I am, you cannot come. So, um, in this overall, we see obviously uh, the Jews in John. There's been multiple examples of um, them taking spiritual things very, very literally. So, with Nicodemus and Jesus saying you have to be born of the water and the spirit. His first question is, how do I go back into my mom's womb? Or with the flesh, or eating of my flesh and drinking of my blood, um, they're like, no, that's against, you know, Levitical law. You can't eat someone. They, they, and then with this, when Jesus is saying, I will go somewhere where you cannot find me, um, as referring to him ascending on the cross after, um, 
So on the cross dies, three days, comes back, talks to people, and then leaves. He ascends back to heaven where he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And uh, you can't find him. We can't, you can't go and say, oh, hey, there's, uh, there's Jesus over there just walking around. No, that's, he's not among the Greeks. He's not doing these random things. And I think this is another example to add on to the list of saying of them, of the Jewish people ignoring a very spiritual aspect of what is happening. It's, it's, they've so far taken it very literally with a lot of the stuff that Jesus said. Oh, as well as um, John, when they ask if he is uh, Elisha. I think Elisha is the one who ascended. I always get it wrong. Is it Elisha or Elijah who ascended? Andrew. Help me out, Andrew. I can't remember. Yeah. Kings, maybe? Elijah. It's Elijah. All right. Missed it researching other stuff. Hey, man, you're fun. I, I figured it out. So when they asked John if he was literally Elijah incarnate because Old Testament prophecy said Elijah would come back. Um, okay, yeah, jaw. Elijah, um, but John was kind of like a spiritual embodiment of Elijah, but they were asking if he was literally exactly Elijah returned from heaven, and that wasn't the case. Um, so that's to add on to that. So then, um, Jesus said, I'll be with you a little longer. I'm going to with he who sent me. Where you seek me, you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. So Jesus is ascending to heaven, and uh, they cannot follow him they they couldn't grab jesus's hand and have him lift them them up to heaven or whatever um they, they they won't be able to find him um yeah they they're thinking oh man proof texting for jesus going where they could not go because of their sinful nature hebrews 1 3 okay i'm just gonna let's just go there over here Andrew is just on it with those proof texts. Hebrew 1.3. He is the radiance of, glo of the glory. Yep. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Yeah. Epic. Um, also, proof text for eternal generation. I guess it could be, yeah. John 7. All right. Uh, what does it mean by saying you will seek me and you will not find me? So, obviously, they're confused about it. And uh, I think they're going to stay confused about it. So... I'm tempted to continue and do the next passage, or the next little chunk. It's only three verses. I've still got time. That took a bit faster than I anticipated. Would you want, uh, would y'all want to 
end here. Okay, go ahead. Questions are great. Um, so in my Bible, I have um, the word dispersion that's capitalized. So is that like a place among the Greeks? Uh, or e, the dispersion is, um, hold on. E, yeah, here. Let me check. Let me see if there's anything about it in my study Bible. Alright. Uh. Um. Thirty-five. As a reference, version of the Jew file outside the promised land. They are not pleased thought that he exercises among the Greek heathens whom they despise of subverting the ocean far from Jewry and its temple. Hmm. Jewish people so living among Gentiles their land in by Assyria, Babylon, and Rome. This means the Jews displaced from their homeland. Okay. Hmm. So. All right. So yeah, I don't know why that's capitalized. But... Um, I don't know either. Maybe it's um. Hold on. Let me see if it's the dispersion. It's a phrase. I don't know why. I shouldn't be messing with this. I'll... You have. Yeah, you're on blue letter. So. Um... Yeah, but I'm very um referring to that group of people. Teaching to the group of people, so the dispersion. Mm-hmm. So they're teaching to the Jews who are essentially with the, who have lost their homeland. Mm. Okay. All right. Was that the only question? I think so. Why don't they get it? Aren't they religious who get the whole religious thing? That's a serious question, Andrew. Um, so, do we want to, sort of, curious why these Jews didn't get it? Uh, I don't know, there, there's a couple things as to why. Um, one, they could just be culturally Jewish and don't understand, uh, the religious and spiritual side of Judaism. Like, the Pharisees were known for upholding the law above spirituality, and the law was being what they saw as salvation, um, there could also be the aspect of their hearts being hardened to what Jesus was saying. That's been done before. Um, or their ears being dull, like we see in Hebrews. Uh, uh, what chapter of Hebrews is that? Let me find it. Yeah, it's or like we see in Hebrews. Um, let's see, they're... I don't know. Hebrews 5? So spiritual blindness, false expectations could be a possibility. Uh, I don't think it tells us exactly why, but I think there we can make some assumptions and guesses as to why it's happening. Spiritual blindness, false expectations, uh, putting the law above spirituality or just not recognizing spirituality in general, which um, 
yeah possibilities i haven't seen anything in john so far that has yet to define why it's happening even though there's been multiple cases of it you know maybe really need some water my mouth is dry um you know i think I think I'm going to end it here. So the uh, hydro flask? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, let me... Uh, I can pray for us. And we can end here unless there's any other questions. Oh, Ace left. Gotta go. Good sis. Oh, Sesh. What a nub. Man, I don't even hear when people leave. The 111, he came to gun people and make. Well, yeah, that's that's a part of it. Spiritual blindness, hardening of the heart. John is giving evidence for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew always whipping out the biblical knowledge. Give me a second. John, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Oh man, it's happening over here. Okay, he muted himself. Um, yeah. That's a part of it, so spiritual blindness, hardening of hearts. People did not receive him. But it's evidence that his people does not receive him, but I don't think it... Uh, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, everyone, oh, the word has dwelt among the... Uh, yeah. I don't think it gives a reason for why like why it happened it just says it does happen which is obviously something that we're seeing and then we have to make inferences on why they didn't do it obviously it's because of their their sinful nature and they're not um and they're not receiving him because his message is very hurtful to a human heart and god could be hardening their hearts who knows Fair enough. Thank you. All right. I'm going to end in prayer, and then it'll be yeet time. Um, Dear Lord, I thank you for uh, this medium of being able to do Bible study over Discord with some people, even if some of them left around midway through. Um, I just pray that they will have good weeks, have God-centered weeks, and have God-centered lives, and just um, continue to study your word every day, Lord, and just to glorify you, God. Um, I just pray for everyone here that, uh, yeah, they will continue to glorify you, or if they aren't glorify glorifying you, they will be, Lord. Um, yeah. I just thank you for this time that we've been able to learn and to teach and to discuss, God, because it is wonderful and a great time.